0: Guys, welcome back to the encounter, guys. By uh, us, redeem LA. Today we have uh, Joe flow right here in front of me. Today we have Alani's, and today we have Shaylee, and like always, you have me. Um, sorry, I'm always here. But um, <laughs> today we're gonna uh, we're gonna start a new. Um, a new series called "The Revelation of the Cross," and I honestly love that name. Honestly, I don't even know who came up with it, but that was good. That was really good. Um, the team of uh, you know our, our uh, yeah our our, crea- our creative team is super good with the names, um, which I think is you two right, and uh, it's all you three yeah works, you yeah. three except me right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's honestly honestly wonderful wonderful names. Um, but I love this and I love this episode. It's going to be called "Grounded," and I want to just start off with the with First Timothy four twelve. It says, "Let no one make little of you." I'm reading the BBC. E- e version. It says, I don't let anybody make little of you because you are young, but be an example to the church in word. Behavior in love and in faith and in holy living. So we have to understand first, we have to understand uh, before we all start talking and we'll start giving our two cents. First, we have to understand who is talking to who. This is Apostle Paul speaking to Timothy. Timothy was a young man, and now in this moment, he was a young pastor starting his ministry. But we have to, in order to understand Timothy, we have to understand who he was before. Timothy was this kid that was his mother was Jewish and his mo- his father was Greek and when he and when the Apostle Paul chooses him to, to be his uh follower I guess you could be right he chose him to take him he he part he part took into a a yoke uh, a new burden which was called Jesus Christ and he changed his life. Left his mother, left his father, left everything he thought was what was right, and he now uh, followed uh, Paul into all his sufferings because his life wasn't any easier, but it only got harder. And and this um, the, the reason why we're calling it grounded today is because sometimes us as young people, uh, it, we are very limited to what we can do in church because of our of our guardians and and our parents. Not that they're saying that they're wrong. I don't want anyone to understand that or or that's bad. Just because usually parents have a lot more responsibilities than a young person can and honestly i see this throughout all church and through all the youth that if it was up to the youth they would live in church right. and they would just grab a, a sleeping bag and they would just sleep here and then just wake up and you know and i always tell them that if i was a trillionaire i would definitely be able to make some you know apartments where we can all live there all right. and we can all come back to church any day anytime but as you can see that we cannot do that as, mm-hmm. as, 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 in our life right we all gotta go to work we gotta go to school we gotta do a lot of stuff and but what, what i think i loved about this is that it, this is paul speaking to timothy that says don't let anybody uh, think that you're young don't not think that you are younger don't think that you're smaller don't make don't let anybody think of you as less just because you're young and if you have to honestly i love this verse and i've studied it extensively because i love it and i think it, it it literally applies to the young people of this of this generation because they, they think because they're young they're small but that's incorrect well here it says that people might think of you you as that you're small but it doesn't say to argue with them it doesn't say to fight them it doesn't say to to go against what they said but it says but instead the best way i'm reading the danny version if you guys didn't say is the, the best way to keep them quiet is to know the word to be in good behavior in love and faith and in holy living mm-hmm. if you these five things your actions should be more than enough to let everybody else to be quiet. And that's why I want you guys to know that us as young people, we have a lot of, I think, I want to say us, but I'm 30 and I think I'm slowly <laughs> growing out of that us age. But I'm still going to hand off on it until I can. Um, but I was going to tell you guys that uh, uh, this, this young living, uh, this young that you guys all have, I think you guys all have, the way that we portray this is by these five things. And if we show this in our life, no matter what it is, will be an example to the church
1: Mm.
0: even if we're young even if we might be a little mature even if we might think even if people might think oh my god oh my god Danny's so young or Alan is so young but your actions is what's fighting for you. And I want you guys to know that this is what I I tell the people. And I always tell the young people that tell me, oh, you know, Danny, I want to serve here, there, there, and this, and and my mom will let me, and this, this, and whatever it is, I tell them, show them that you're ready. But if you, for example, there's a lot of people that, a lot of young people that want to do certain things at church, but live a different life at home. And if you live a different life at home, that in church then people are not going to take you seriously so this this in other words we can res, uh, we can just um, recap this whole verse saying if you don't want anybody to look down upon you be consistent in what you feel and what you believe because consistency is key in order to read the word you need to be consistent in order to have good behavior you need you to have consistency consistent. in order to love people around church guess what you need, you need to be, be consistent. consistent and in order to have faith <laughs> you need to be consistently hear the word because through the word comes faith and in order to have holy living you need, to be, you need to be consistent consistency is key so the, i think I, I think grounded for for you guys shouldn't shouldn't it be grounded as in you're grounded but more as <laughs> a where's your consistency mm-hmm. you know how, you, how your consistency and I, I heard uh you have some examples so yes uh, i
2: love what you mentioned of how we should act and involving of how we should act I, I was reading and studying, but I I saw that your eyes involved in how you act, your ears, your mouth, your hands, your mind, right? Like, let's just let's just break it down for a bit. And so for when I was studying right now for the eyes, is that I was seeing that in in Matthew 6, 22 to 23, it says the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if then the light in you is darkness, how the darkness will be uh, absurd. So it would be a great amount of darkness. So what you see in in, in your eyes are the windows to the soul of your soul and this in this world that we live in uh, i'm so glad you mentioned that we can't be um liking the world or um being in in two places acting one way at church and acting another place at home or acting another place outside of church because um what the world wants is to to captivate is that how you say that yeah is to to bring you in so it feels it it makes you look like the world is pleasurable it makes it look like it's like wow it's so much fun but it's not and so in 1 John 2 16 it says for all that is in the world the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the father but it is from the world and what happens when you go to the world you end up falling in love with it you end up you end up liking it you end up just it um as uh, uh, i it. it yeah desiring it exactly and then so in 1 john 2 15 the verse above it says but do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him so mm-hmm. there are uh, there are three things that the apostle john said right here and uh 2 16 is that the desires of the flesh the desires of the eyes and the pride of the life is what brings um, it is not from the Father, but it is from the world. And so let's, let's discern this. Let's, let's make an example of um, the Bible. And so what I, I, what I read is in the beginning of times, there was Eve and Adam, right? And Eve, she sinned because she saw the fruit that was desirable to her. Mm-hmm. She she was first committed to that sin because she saw that forbidden fruit. Her knowing the consequences of eating it, she saw that it was pleasurable. In Genesis 3 6, it says, The woman saw that the tree had fruit that was good to eat, nice to look at, and desirable for making someone wise. So she took some of the fruit and she ate it. She also gave to her husband. Who was with her and she and he ate it as well so all the version says that she saw an erv it says the woman could see god's word it says the woman saw esv so the woman saw it just keeps saying that the woman saw what the eyes that made her sin and so she with this verse we saw that it was good for food she thought it was good it was pleasing to the eye her knowing that the lord had forbidden them to eat from the fruit, the only tree out of every other fruit um, she she ate. And she knew the consequences of death that were going to come along of what's happening with the sin. So let's relate it back. That these eyes, she saw right. that the fruit was pleasurable. Yeah, mm. that's the seeing of the world. You see that the, the world is pleasurable. Then you eat it knowing the consequences. Yeah, you do the things knowing bad things will happen. But and then you also know that you eating this fruit will cause death, will cause your death, your spirit to die. And you will have... have no plug to God. Right.
3: Yeah. I also wanted to go back. I really like what you were saying. Um, I connected it to the this verse, Matthew six six, it says, But mm-hmm. well, when you go pray, go into the most private room, close the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Because like sometimes God is gonna separate us because what we're doing in secret doesn't match what we're trying to do here at church. Mm-hmm like mm-hmm. what like you were saying what we see we can see people come here and praise the Lord and raise their hands and we want to be those those um like you were saying serving here but maybe what we're doing in our in secret time isn't we're not seeking the Lord all week long but then we want to come here and praise the Lord and that's why the Lord sometimes like we were uh I was telling Sam before you know everything happens for a reason maybe God wants to separate us maybe there's a plan right now you see and you, you're like I want to serve I want to come here all the time I want to do this but some Sometimes our parents are going to limit us, and as we grow up, we're going to be like, oh, thank goodness that, you know, they put us in this box where, yeah, we couldn't do as much things, but it's because God had this purpose. He has this plan. Like, there's things... Like if I suck at math and Josue sucks at English, they're not gonna put me in an English class and him in a math class. Why? Because he's not good at English. They're gonna put him in an English class so that he can learn English and I can be better at math. Same thing, God's gonna put me in a situation that's not the same as Josue because what I need to learn isn't what Josue needs to learn. And honestly, jesus is a great example as well sometimes even he would separate himself from the disciples he would go into the mountain by himself so he could have a relationship with god he could connect with god and the same thing happened with david the same thing happened with joseph joseph went and he was in a jail for two years, and he learned to have that communication with God. Sometimes we n- need to learn to have a relationship. A relationship is talking to him, not serving him, not coming here to church. Because mm-hmm. you can come here to church mm-hmm. every day and think you know God, but you don't. Like my brothers, his friends, he has two friends. They come every day to the house I don't talk to them I don't know them one time I confused both of them like I confused their names I thought it was them because I don't know them I don't have a relationship with them but they're coming constantly to my house same thing we can come to the church Mm -hmm. but we don't know God and sometimes he goes you know what okay these people are distracting you this service is distracting you I'm going to limit you and I'm going to see are you going to serve me even if you're limited because we can do it we have the word literally God has given this the Telephone to talk to him, constantly be with him. But he's like, Are you gonna do this or are you gonna depend on people to look for me? Are you gonna look for a third person? Oh no, only because I only look for God when Danny preaches because I feel the spirit there. I feel like God's talking to me. (laughs) No, God can talk to you with this. And he's seeing, Are you gonna look for me or are you gonna use the people as an excuse?
1: One thing that I want to expand what you're talking about, and we're kind of like loosely talking about. The importance of consistency and how we get consistency is through formation. Mm -hmm. If our souls are not formed, we can't be consistent. And sometimes we have to have the parents that we have because God knows what he's doing. God, remember, our ways, our way of thinking is below anything God could think of. And what we think is smart to God is foolishness. So what we have to really do is submit ourselves to that formation because that formation Kinda is like if you ever seen, like, you know, Karate Kid, it's like the wax on, wax off. <laughs> you think you're learning nothing, but then the, when the moment applies, boom, you start, like, you know, doing the actions and you're you're doing according to what God formed you to. To give, you know, examples, like, you know, Psalms 27 and 10, it says that even though your, mo- your mother and father forsake you, I will receive you. And Sometimes we got to f- accept that sometimes our parents can be our biggest supporters or our biggest critics sometimes. And it's not because they hate us, they love us, they want the best for us. But sometimes the way they were raised, because it also says in the Bible that we have to abandon the bad living from our parents that they instilled into us. Because again, they love us, but they have that with them and we have to adopt the kingdom, right? The, the culture of the kingdom. So sometimes they won't support us. And sometimes we have to be consistent despite whatever surrounds us, despite the atmosphere we're in. We have to keep our nature. We have to keep ourselves good. An example, again, Daniel and his friends, they were taken captive to Babylon. And their biggest test was not so much to be believers, but to remain believers through their atmosphere. And how successful, you got to ask yourself, because the only person in, Dan- in the book of Daniel that has remained, you know, like, um, who is named as by their Hebrew name is Daniel. Everyone else is referred to by their Babylonic name. mm And if you also read more into it, Daniel was not put in the furnace, his friends were. And if you remember, we talked about how a little bit deep, but not too deep, the furnace represents, you know, the tribulation. So the most faithful one was Daniel at the end. So we have to really stick to that formation in order to be consistent, in order to grow as what God has for us in his purpose. And our parents are part of that formation. Our parents are going to form us to the men and women in God we need to be. And that's that's the only way, really, to do
0: so. Which 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 I agree. And I was gonna tell you guys that that in, in this in this whole in this whole grounded episode, like like I, I I truly love with everything we guys said with consistency and everything that you guys said that 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 your parents, even though it might seem like they're not letting you you know unfold like you want to, right? Because that's what somebody feels. Like honestly, guys, I'll be honest, and I'll be completely honest. I don't know what that feels like because my parents were forced to be well, not forced, but they chose. To be here. To be here uh-huh. day and night. So I was telling my parents, I want to leave now. <laughs> they were like, no, you be quiet and you sit there. I was wanting to leave and they wanted to stay. So now that I want to be here, there's no way, I don't need to, I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, my parents were not kicking me out or telling me, oh, we gotta leave, right? Yeah. So so for me, it's hard to see, but when I see it and what I see and what I can discern, uh, when when I what I can see and discern what, of this, what this happens is that what this what this happens is we have to understand that our service is not more important than our worship mm-hmm. for example we can see that in, La- in lazarus for example lazarus dies and then mary goes and what does she do she throws herself at jesus feet and weeps and then the shortest verse in the bible says and jesus asked what happened and says and jesus wept because he knew that lazarus died and then when lazarus was res- resurrected he comes back where was mary once more at his feet worship him so notice this and what does jesus says Out of everybody who's serving me, she is the one that's doing the most special. So if somebody is keeping you away from serving or from unfolding you, it's okay. If you can't come to church every single day because your parent works at night or you can't stay as long as you want, that's fine. In the moment where there is worship, make sure that you are there. Make sure that you are there because everything else to be at a table with him like Lazarus was good. But it's not what God was looking for. Serving just like Martha was, it was good. But Martha was a little bit too, too uh had too much going on. And then when Mary went to his feet and worshiped him there, that's what he says. This is what this is all about. So serving, we serve because of the love we've God. So, wait, Danny, I'm not understanding. So you're saying that if I can't serve to worship? Exactly. If you can't serve the way you want to serve, worship the way you want to worship. Because this is the way out. So when you grow up to be 22... 30 18 19 you have your own car and you can move along then your relationship with god is already there and all you need to do is add that service that you can we're not able to do but what is what happens that we think just because we can't unfold then we don't want to be here anymore and that's not how it should be. Just like you said, you want to worship God. You don't have to do that at church. You can do it at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, if you want to worship God, you can do it here. That's beautiful. If you need some music, but you should recognize when there's no music. I don't need to. I don't need music to worship. And look what Lamentations three twenty seven says. It is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth, as you guys know. The y- the yoke is a burden. So it is good for a man to bring a yoke to bring God's yoke early on in his life. Why? Why do you use a yoke? Do you know why do, why, we, why people use yokes uh, when they farm to maintain to uh, to for example back in the day they used to grab an old ox and a young ox and the old ox would grow will grab well, not grow they don't grow yokes but they would put their yoke on and then put it on a young one and the old ox will teach the ways to the young to yeah. the young one. So the same thing happens to here. Maybe your parents are giving you their yoke, but it's not so you guys can be destroyed and be grounded like this episode. But more of as of learn what you need to learn in that moment. Right. Be a good daughter be a good son when they ask you to take out the trash even though guys that's my pet peeve I hate it with the to do, guys I'm 30 years old and I still don't like it and I still gotta do it and I'm guessing that when I live on my own I still gotta do it right cause right. I, I, you I, yourself, I, that's no. the only reason why I'm kind of like inclined to having kids now because I can ask him to take the trash away but <laughs> but I'm just I'm kidding I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I was gonna tell you guys that we have to learn how to do these things and that's why I always tell people and I'm sorry I'm, I'm preaching all over again but i'm sorry but I want, I want you guys just to get this understanding and straight that the bible says if you are faithful in the little mm-hmm. then i will put you up in high Amen. meaning that god's trial is when you have little so if you are faithful with the little part that you have if you are faithful when your parents come every sunday and you're faithful with that then god will slowly start giving you more and giving you more and giving you more and honestly as as a a person that that that, that's a leader and everything that's what somebody's looking for how faithful are you with something small if i ask you hey can you handle and and honestly I, i only i try to be guided by what the word says if if you're if you're privilege is to make sure that everybody has water and out of seven times you only bring water once you're not being what's it called you're not being faithful to your little service but when your service is preaching how can i know that you're going to take it the same way you see what i'm saying if you can't be faithful in the small how can you be faithful in the in the in the big and that's what my dad would always tell me because i would always tell him dad give me more privileges i want more and he was like okay close church i used to hate it I used to hate closing church because i have to stay at the end i gotta and now i'm doing that voluntarily <laughs> now i church and now you guys do that voluntarily now you guys stay until as long as i stay or sometimes you're like now nah, then i gotta go to work i gotta go home and you guys leave but at the same time now that i look at it i was like oh my dad gave me that privilege and i took it as a curse but it's yeah. a privilege so he can train me mm-hmm. so that when i have to do it and then now i'm staying At the end, it's not like a, oh, my God, I'm tired. I don't want to leave. But it's more like, oh, I I love being at my father's house. So just so so you guys understand, understand. right? Being grounded doesn't always mean that's bad, but it's to learn. Just Mm -hmm. like you guys were saying, learn what you need to learn there. So when God pulls you and calls you up, then there's another different thing that you learn. And it pulls you up. And there's another thing right. there. To th- and then it pulls you up. And then, guys, I'm telling you, guys, you guys are the next leaders. You guys are the next pastors, pastoras, uh, Amen. profetas. Amen. Uh, you guys are this. And if you guys don't learn this, that's what there's a lot of people now that they go, oh, remember Lani's? Yeah, I remember Lani's. And honestly, guys, that's how it is. And the pastores, you guys will see. He hasn't been to pastores, but you guys will see that a lot of them know each other. They know each other in their youth. But for example, uh, for example, a pastor from New York knows my dad. How? Because when they were young, they had the same leader, which is the Apostle Sergio Enriquez, and then they were like, "Oh, dude, yeah, we were talking there, but we weren't friends back then. But now we are, we are coworkers." And, and it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful how that happens, and it's gonna happen as well in this in this place. You guys are all gonna take up, but you guys gotta learn your lesson. And I am done speaking. Do you have no, yes, yes <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm so happy you and Josue mentioned
2: that because um what if what if your parents see what you don't see mm-hmm. what if they see the immature not anti immatureness but yes the immatureness. Mm-hmm. i say that in the most kindest right. way but the immaturity, immaturity yeah there you go that immaturity that you don't see yourself you think you think oh yeah i can handle this especially especially as a young one you think oh yeah i know everything i can do this i can do that can handle everything but when it comes to the time you're like oh right yeah never mind or when you're when you're older you're like oh yeah like now now i know where my mentality is now than back then and so your parents restricting you doesn't always have to be a, um a bad thing but I would say, like, take advantage of the time, like Danny was saying, mm-hmm. of the time that you don't have um, to to be at church or to be serving. Let's say you can't be at church, then worship in your house. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that the most uh, the most beautiful prayer is intimacy right. with Him, with you and the Lord. Pray to him. How are you going to come to church and um, when you begin your service, we begin a prayer, right? We we begin saying that, God, thank you for this privilege. And we here um, ask you to use us and you be the center of us, right? But how are you supposed to know that in the first place if you don't even know how to say thank you for waking me up?
3: Thank you for
2: giving me the the blessings you gave it to me in the first place. You know? And then it's literally how how can a baby walk if it doesn't learn how to crawl?
3: Mm. Amen. And
2: it's all timing and God and I remembered <laughs> they're, they're so cute I remember a, a little young one went up to me and then um, that person was just like man like I, I want to serve I want to serve and then I was like oh but do you read the Bible do you pray do, do you do like the little things that adds up to this mm-hmm. service that you come here to the Lord do you know do you know why you, do you want to serve do you know who to serve why, why do you want to serve what is this anhelo what is the desire you want mm-hmm. and then they're like oh you see, you're right. I just I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. And then I was like, you see, it's baby steps that you have to take um, in order to come to church and have that service or in order to come to church in the first place. Probably... I mean, actually, I don't know. I don't know how to
3: put that in words. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to go. I really like that you were saying the little things, what you guys are saying, because if we go to Mark 12, 43, it says Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more money than all others who are making contribu- con- contributions. Thank you. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she poor she, poor as she is, has given everything she has to live on. And it's, it's the same thing. If you can't give your whole weekend here, the little that you have, give it completely. Don't give it halfway. Don't be like, oh my goodness, I only come and serve on Fridays, but you know, what? whatever. No, come, okay, I only serve on Fridays, then I'll give you everything I have oh, on yeah. that Friday. Oh, I'll make it up. Here i think good it's job. so so beautiful because we have to understand it's our mindset we god doesn't care how much we give it. it's how we give it mm-hmm.
0: it's not about the quantity, quantity. but it's about Whoa. the quality
3: amen yes wow, and then I, <laughs> glory <laughs> be to god and then i also like that you were saying uh another part was about how It might not just be from our parents. Uh, There was a story in the Bible that said uh, when the disciples, after they went through the storm and Peter walked on water, they came and they asked Jesus, oh, is that blind man, is he blind because of his parents' sin? And God told him, no, he's not. It's so that he can give the glory So that he could be used to glorify God. And I think that's so beautiful because sometimes we think, oh my goodness, my parents, I'm going through all of this because of my parents. And, you know, like what you were saying, maybe their past or the way that they were taught. No, maybe you're going through all of this so you can teach someone else. Like Danny was saying, you can teach someone else to be patient. I personally, me, I don't, I can't come here all the weeks. You know, I can't come here every day of the week. I can't be coming all the time. I can't stay. But. At first, I thought it was a burden, and now I know, okay, you know what? If I can't, then I'm gonna have a relationship with God on my own, and now I can teach others. Now I can tell them, be patient, understand that you're gonna learn something, that there's sometimes things you can only learn through the storm, that there's Mm -hmm. things that you're gonna see and be like, okay, now this helped me build character. This helped me change, this helped me be more grateful for the little things I have now. So, sometimes we think, like you were saying, it's a curse, but no, it's actually a blessing in disguise.
0: You know, I was going to tell you guys, because of what you said, honestly, this just hit me. And honestly, it's so beautiful what you said about this, about this, uh, about this widow, old widow. But in the Bible, there's this, uh, there's this uh, story where Jesus feeds like a multitude of people. And it says that he's, he's preaching to them and three days pass. So. that's another preaching that we should get to but three days pass and then he is worried about what the other people are going to eat right keep in mind that he has thousands of people to feed right so then he he sees that and then he says listen listen to his he asks a young boy a young young child what do you have to eat and what does he pull out
3: the fish and
0: the bread right he pulls out if I'm not wrong it's like five Five, loaves of bread and 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 two and two fish right and then he puts it in a basket and he feeds all the thousands of people so what exactly what you said, it's not about you him bringing 5000 uh 7000 fish and 9000 loaves of bread. It's about you giving what you have to the Lord yeah. and he will multiply it to be enough. And that's honestly that's that's beautiful because beautiful. because that's the way you said you think that oh I can only give one day to the Lord because I got to go home and you know my mom um has to do laundry or whatever, even though you don't want to be doing laundry, you want to stay at church. But what you give to the Lord, give it with all your heart. Be like that young person that gave those two fish and five loaves. And when he has those things, he was like, "Oh, since you give me all you have in this moment, then I will multiply enough to people to feed." And this actually goes back to the first verse verse that we read in First uh, Timothy four twelve, which says, "How do you feed the church? How what do you give back through love?" through your watch how you speak in through your purity all these things so you give lord the lord your life and you will be able to feed the rest of the people with what you give them with your two fish and your five loaves i don't know if that makes sense or not uh, you, yeah, did. yeah that did. Makes sense. i did yeah. Yeah. i hope i did so with the little things that you mm-hmm. give the lord god will grab it multiply and says who's hungry look the young people feed the feed the church the young people feed the multitudes amen the youth feels a multitude. The youth gives the little that they have. And what is first uh, first uh, Timothy four twelve says, Don't let anybody think little. Of
1: Full circle.
0: Right. Youth. Does it have little or not? What do you have what do you have to give for? Nothing. Nothing. When I was your guys' age, I remember I was struggling with four dollars and thirty-five cents in my account. But it might seem like, oh dude, how do you know? it's, it's part of it. <laughs> It's part of it. And you might think, I only have this little. It doesn't matter. Give it to the Lord. Now, I'm not saying to give it as, as tithes here, $4.30. So no, give the little time that you have to God, and he will make the first 1 Timothy 4.12 true. The little that you everybody thinks, ah, he doesn't have enough. Give it to the Lord. And when he, you give it to the Lord, he will bring it to you, and then your life will be able to feed the church. That's what it says, be an example to church.
3: Right.
0: Can you imagine being an example to church? bro there's a lot of people that read the bible here there's a lot of people that have years how long how long does uh, your parents have in church Raquel? 20 years how long long time right i know you since you were a baby uh shaylee your parents have been here at least 10 years uh, all of my parents have been hundreds of years I'm <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, if you guys notice all these things happen and yet god chooses the youth God chooses that for example look um, the, I'm sorry I'm speaking so much but I'm just going go to, ahead. I'm, yeah. I need to explain this Jesus needed to feed the people and he uses the youth to feed the people God needs to teach the people something but he uses the people that have little to teach the, the, the people so yeah. it, this whole these two stories which now that you guys gave it to me I'll, I want to preach about it now <laughs> these two things go hand in hand right you see what I'm saying the youth gives a little bit of fish the youth has little but gives a lot it has a little but God gives and makes it a lot and it goes hand in hand to both so that's uh, so why I, I, I was going to tell you guys that what you said is true it doesn't matter how much time you give it to God as long as it's good quantity time mm-hmm. and, and, and God will take care of, of the rest I
2: want to back you up with a verse it says in 2 Timothy 2.15 it says do your best to be the kind of person God will accept and give yourself to him be a worker who has no reason to be ashamed of his work, one who applies the true teaching in the right way. Just wanted to back you up in that.
0: And 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 like, and like I said, guys, like being young is hard. Um, a lot of parents forget about this. <laughs> <laughs> they do because. Um, i sometimes i'll be honest i sometimes forget how hard it is to be young and i'm a little bit harder when i should be a little bit easier um because i know things that i should have known back then but i tell you guys um that if any parents is, is listening to this podcast in colossians 3 18 says wives submit to your husbands as is fitting in the lord husbands love your wives and do not be harsh with them and then it says children listen this is for us obey your parents and everything for this pleases the lord and then it goes back to the fathers and it goes, fathers do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged so if you're a parent and you're listening to this podcast and you might say well this is not for me i tell you to wait and listen to these words because parents have this thing that way they can um what, what can they do they can they can provoke their children. They can. Uh, there's another version that says uh, exasperar, which That's means right. that they they, they they put so much on top of them that they, you know what, I just don't want to go to church anymore. So there's two things, right? Uh-huh. God has given us youth so we don't, we pressure them a little bit, but not so much to where they be like, I don't want to do this anymore because they can become discouraged. This is the ESV version that, that God's word says, fathers, do not make your ch- children resentful. Look at this. Or they will become discouraged. Right. So the way we treat our children is very important because they are the future. They are what God uses to feed the people. And not only that, but if we make them resentful. Notice, just just take a second to think about how your parents have made you resentful. And by not giving you enough love, by not having one parent, by maybe your pressure is way too high at some some point in your life. Or maybe they didn't correct you enough and you resent them for that. What happens? You become discouraged. That's why we need Jesus. (laughs) Honestly, we need Jesus so He can grab our heart that is resentful and fill in all the blanks that we have. So He covers our heart, and we don't become resentful, but we become encouraged to continue in this path, which this path is called Jesus, which He says that I am the life, the way and the truth Hallelujah. so what is the way we're going towards the father in the way of jesus through the guidance of the holy spirit <laughs> which is that's what we have to do yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, do you have yeah, to say? I just
3: wanted to say also because if we're gonna talk about the parents we also have to talk about the children when it says honor it's not like oh I'm gonna honor I honor my parents but then they tell you we have to go oh my goodness you literally work all the time you're yeah. so annoying you never help me like we have to show <laughs> love literally. we have the I remember there was uh, this preaching I was listening to and it when it says uh, love is patient we also have to understand that we have to be patient with love we have to like there's a difference between okay i'm patient i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait but you're like this you're like waiting yeah you're fidgeting, yeah. Yeah, you're the fidgeting and then being like okay you know what i'm gonna be patient i'm gonna love i mean i don't understand but that's okay what was that phrase um be okay with not knowing or like, it was something like um understanding that you don't understand anything oh yeah, yeah.
0: understand you don't understand anything
3: exactly how it is I don't
0: know either, but it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, what you said is is, is true. Like, right when God says, uh, "Be an example in love." That's what it says doesn't. Don't be an example of love. Be example in love. love because yes. when you say in love, that means that you are in love with something. And when you're, for example, the way, the way you treat your parents, Josué, is a lot different than you treat a girl that you like. Same thing with all of you guys, right? The way you treat your parents, tend that, to the, to, a, to the way you treat a girl or a guy, um, girls with girls and guys with guys. I'm sorry, I have to do that, but I, have, I might as well say it. it. Um, is different from the girls way girls with
2: guys and guys
0: with girls. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so stuck on the. I'm so stuck on the buses. Remember the, yeah, yeah. In the buses? We do, sorry, sorry. So when we you when we find couples, we go girls with guys and guys with girls. But in the buses, we go girls with girls. Thank and guys, guys with guys. guys. Okay, sorry. I'm still in the. I'm still in <laughs> stream mode. <laughs> but I was gonna tell you guys that that you know the way that you 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 treat somebody that you're in love with is a lot different than the way you treat your people that you love, like your family. Right. So mm-hmm. always treat people like if you were in love with them, like you can see them with, in love. For example, um, I'm gonna give this example and I'm gonna finish it because we have like almost 35 minutes. Uh, but I was gonna tell you guys that uh, when Jesus, uh, I remember that Jesus uh, when he when he was about to heal somebody he says that he saw them with love so that means what was he kind of when he was well he's like kind of like did he not know his past did he not know what's going on did he not know why he got that thing yes but he saw them in love yeah. see he what that's the what we need to do we need to be examples in love not of love but in, in love and we know that the bible says that who is love Jesus. Jesus and God, right? Amen. And God is love. And if you do not know love, you do not know God. No. So meaning when you have to be an example in love, you have to be example in God. Love in God. In God. Yeah. In God. Then you guys know but guys we have reached our end uh god bless you guys take care oh my god i'm sorry i said so many uh horrible things today which the girls are girls and guys are guys so embarrassing but uh just just know that that's in our that's in our buses when we go out uh but other than that guys guys thank you very much and um i'll see you guys next week don't forget to follow our instagram and our youtube um i'll see you guys next week like every other week wednesday at 4 p.m God bless. take care